Hi, and welcome to The Social Angle, a podcast that helps promo pros gain an edge in the social media realm. I'm Vinny, and on this episode, I am joined by brand activation manager Jenna Sackett of Michigan-based supplier Stalls to discuss how the company uses social media as an educational tool and how it's impacted the brand. Jenna, welcome to The Social Angle. Thank you, Vinny. I'm super excited to be here. Me too. Glad to have you. I've been following your social game. You guys do a fantastic job in social media. Um, you know, and we're going to get into a lot of that. So, uh, how are things down in Texas? You're in Texas, correct? Yeah, I just moved here, um, in the beginning of January and it's been great. I'm a little surprised by the weather, um, getting some cold kind of like ice and wintry storms, which I just was totally not expecting when I moved here. Um, but you know, we're, we're making it through. I'm originally from Pennsylvania, so it's not anything I'm not used to. <laughs> Right. But, you know, moving from Pennsylvania where I live now, it's like you move to Texas, you expect like, oh, a nice warm weather. But you know, getting that cold weather, it's 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 probably, you know, kind of sh- a, a shock to you being down in Texas and, and seeing the same weather as in Pennsylvania. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely wasn't expecting to still be um, keeping my sweaters out. <laughs> I thought I'd be packing those away for a while. <laughs> well, good luck with that. I'm sure you guys are going to get the warm weather, though, before us. Yeah, we're finally getting into the 70s, so it's looking up. All right, Jenna, before we get started, can you take a minute to introduce yourself, how long you've been with Stalls, and how you found yourself in the promo industry? Yeah, absolutely. So I started um, in the industry back in 2012, um, and I've been with Stalls for seven plus years, and my company is... um, They call me a boomerang because I started in the industry um, and I did really, really like it, but I just wanted to pursue a different opportunity after my first year in the industry. And then I ended up coming back in 2015. So that's why they call me a boomerang. There's a lot of us in the company that have done that. Um, But since 2015, I've been with stalls ever since. And um, it's really just grown from there. I started in sales and now I'm doing, um, you know, content creation for social media and YouTube and connecting with um, other brands in the industry. You know, you mentioned people leaving and coming back, yourself being one of them. It's not it's not unusual. I've been in this industry for uh, almost 15 years. And at ASI alone, I've seen a bunch of people leave the industry and then come back. Um, I, you know, I, I like to say, you know, it's like that Godfather quote where, you know, just when you thought you got out, you know, the, <laughs> you got back in. It's like, it's really funny because you leave the industry and you realize how much you loved it uh, and how much it has to offer. And I always see people come back. And I think that's a really good thing. It's an, a great indicator that, you know, this is a great industry to work with. Yeah, it really is. And I think that it speaks to people um, that are very like-minded in the fact that they love to be creative because this is one of those industries where you just really get to have fun with it and you can be passionate about it because you're able to kind of bring out that creativity in what you're doing and things that you're passionate about. Absolutely. So again, I'm talking to Jenna Sackett of Stalls. Uh, If you have any comments or questions for Jenna, um, you know, please post it in the chat right now and we'll get to them uh, when we have some time. So Jenna, Stalls has found its niche on social media as an educational resource for all things printing and decorating. Can you tell us a little bit about your strategy and why you decided to focus on the educational angle? Yeah, so <clears throat> like I said, um, I've been with Stalls for a while, but um, Stalls has been in the industry for years. Um, we are actually celebrating our 
90th year this year. Wow. So we've been around for um, quite some time. And as social media um, continued to grow so significantly, um, we really needed to pivot and focus on that to really keep growing our brand and getting ourselves out in front of others. But we wanted to do so so that we were like showing our true authentic selves on social media. And not a lot of people or businesses were doing that at the time. So we have uh, started our social media platforms um, 11 years back now. And one of the key things to growing organically on social media, which we really pride ourselves on, uh, especially in this day and age where you can really just pay for those things, um, is to just really align, you know, our messaging and um, our branding for our business, but align that with still being authentic and remaining true to who we are as a brand. So I want to say, you know, that's really what our strategy boils down to is not having a character, but, you know, just being true to who we are and what we provide for our customers. And the best way that we can do that is to educate on our products. So because we've been in the industry for so long, we've acquired a lot of different commodities um, into our product line because we want to stay current and we really want to speak to a vast audience um, and relate what they're doing, um, what our products can do for their apparel deco. Uh, business or whatever promotional products they may be offering for their customers. Um, now, the only challenge with that is that because we offer so many products, that can be a little confusing, right? So people can come to our website and they can be like, I have no idea where to begin here. Um, but so because we offer so many products and we're speaking to such a vast audience, that is where our educational content really comes into play. So people can understand what our products are actually offering, how they work, why it's something they should invest in um, so that they're able to see what's going to be the best fit to help what they want to accomplish in their business. Yeah, I love that answer. I love the authentic authenticity part. You know, uh, that's mm -hmm. something we try to, to do as well at ASI is, you know, sh show the people behind the scenes, uh, humanize the brand uh, and really kind of, you know, make us vulnerable in a way that people can get to know us. Uh, and I and I like that Stalls is also doing that, but also they're they're educating, and an educated client, uh, you know, is a win for for everyone. You know, it's a win for the client. It's a win for you. You know, it, this industry, I've noticed more than any other industry I've ever been in. It's like everybody supports everybody. Everybody wants you to do a good job. Absolutely. Because, yeah. Because yeah, because it's it's like if everybody succeeds, then the industry is healthier and. The educational aspect of stalls, like you guys know your business better than anyone, right? So why not, sh you know, do the how-tos, do the videos that that showcase how to, like, I love the printing, you know, here, this is how you how you do yeah. this, you know, and your social media is is all about that. Now, I want to talk to you about um, videos. So, so you have stalls TV, which is your YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. uh, you also do live streams and video is really a big part of your strategy. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your dedication to video and how it's been received? Yeah. So the more content that we're putting out there, the more feedback that we are getting, it's something that we say very consistent in, um, and that feedback and how it's being received is both positive and negative, right? Everybody has an opinion, but we welcome all of that. 
We want to know what we can improve on and also what is working well. And what has been working extremely well is educating on a product because typically a product is going to sell itself once people see how it works and how easy it can, um, they can utilize it in their business um, and less of a sales pitch, right? I feel like that might be sometimes where businesses um, are steered in a wrong direction is where they get a little too um, salesy about the product. Like, oh, buy this now, buy this now. Like, no, the product's going to sell itself. If you're just educating and teaching people really how they can make money with the product, you're good. So that's what's working really well for us is the education in the live streams and in the video through Stalls TV. Um, and the dedication, again, just really comes into play the more we are talking to the prospects or our current clients, because the more people you can get in front of, the better. Um, and not everybody can uh, attend a trade show or an event where you can actually speak face to face with them. And that's where video really comes into play because you're still able to get in front of these people and people are visual, right? So uh, visuals transmit information so much faster than spoken or written words, right? So uh, visuals are just processed faster. They understand easier. And if you can get in front of a customer that um, you want to start working with, then that is where your video is going to come into play because now you're showing them the product firsthand. They can see how it works. And we really saw this industry pivot that way in 2020, right? No one was able to attend shows. Shows were getting canceled left and right. So our live stream, our content creation through video really upticked then so that we could get in front of people and say, hey, it's okay. Yes, things are getting canceled. Yes, we all need to pivot in our business, but we're here to help you. And here's how. And we were doing that all through video and it just skyrocketed from there. That's that's perfect. I, what you said about video, video is king. We know that um, anyone who uses social media, I've been preaching it for a long time. Like, mm -hmm. you know, if you want to post content on social media, use videos, uh, but don't ever sell. Selling, hard selling. It's another thing that I preach. Don't hard sell. I still see it to this day. I still see people yeah. posting like sales sheets and like, you know, buy, buy, buy. And it's like, that's not how social media works. If you're providing value, which you guys are, you're providing tremendous value. You're doing it through video. The sales will come. You're going to stay top of mind. Use mm -hmm. those videos uh, in multiple ways. You can, you know, share it to different networks. You can, uh, you know, if you do a live stream on Facebook, you can upload it to YouTube. There, there are multiple ways you can repurpose content, and you guys do a terrific job at that. Now, I got to ask you about. Uh, you're not the only personality that, uh, that Stalls has for videos. Yes. I know Josh <laughs> Ellsworth just did one yesterday, no. um, and I forget the the name of the other woman who also does it kelly uh, kelly walters yes mm -hmm. yes and you guys do a fantastic job um but can i ask you like what was it like getting in front of the camera <laughs> the first time for you i love this question because it was absolutely nerve-wracking as weird as anyone would believe it would be to stand there and talk to a camera I can promise you it is just, it, it's more weird than you think. <laughs> so um, it's really like, it really boils down to, again, being your true authentic self. When I first started doing video, I wanted to 
um, be perceived a certain way. It was just a lot of pressure. You almost want to find your character, right? And not be yourself. So I, at first, whenever I got started, I'm like, yes, I need to make this very professional. I need to speak in a certain way. So, um, people will respect me, but it's really not about that. It's, it's about being yourself and, um, you know, whenever you're yourself, it's easier to talk about the topics that you want to discuss with your clients or prospects. And um, the more you can be yourself and truly show your authentic passion and what you're talking about, the easier it becomes. So at first, whenever I was doing video, it was just very like, you could almost tell that I was like memorizing a script. Right, for right. The most part. Right. Um, and then eventually I got out of that and it was just like, okay, I'm just going to bullet point. I'm going to outline things that I know that I want to talk about and go from there. Um, but it did take me a while to get comfortable in front of the camera and really just be myself um, and allow myself to just freely talk about the product. Um, but with that comes a lot of homework, right? So you have to be confident in knowing that you and knowing you know what you're talking about whenever you're in front of the camera also. But it used to take me a lot of takes. Yeah, <laughs> My I, videographer I, can attest to that. I agree. You and I could probably share war stories. The first time I did this, uh, I was nervous. I was sweating. I, I had, I thought I had to be perfect. Yeah. I was worried about the ums and the uhs and, you know, uh, dropping something, you know, during a live stream, which, you know, I've done before since. And it's like, hey, you know, people relate to that. They relate to they do. Yeah, the they ums get it. and the uhs and they get it. They're like, if you come across as less scripted, then more people are going to relate to you and more people are going to say, hey, I could do that. Now, I absolutely agree. And I think that's why we are starting to see such an influx in people on YouTube just filming from their home that maybe they just got a new heat press or maybe they just got like some piece of equipment and they want to share it with other people like, hey, look at this. I'm going to unbox this and show you what I got. And they're in their living room and they're just being themselves. But people love that. It's it's authentic. I right. mean, I know I keep saying that I hate to, you know, continue it's to like use the same the dog, word. But... The dog starts barking, you know, because the UPS truck just pulled up like People yeah. love that, even though it's it's something you think is is gonna bother people. You're uh -huh. like, hey, you know, like what can I do? Like I can't control UPS. I can't control my dog. Like he barks when 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 they're here. This is part of the live stream, and people do really embrace that. Absolutely, and it just you know we're human. It's good to show that you're human too. Yeah, totally, I'm <laughs> expecting. I'm expecting the UPS man to, to pull up right now. <laughs> my dog's like he's always waiting to bark and interrupt the live stream. Um, so, okay, let, let's, let's, uh, I got some more, more, I got more questions for you. So uh, again, we're talking to Jenna Sackett of Stalls. If you have any comments or questions, drop them in the chat and we'll try to get, get to those. Now, Jenna, you guys have a vast social media following. How are you able to build such a presence and what type of content? I think I know the answer to this gets the most engagement. Um, okay. So let's start with, you know, how are we able to build such a presence? Um, consistency is key and you can hear, you'll hear a lot of people say that in, um, anybody that's doing content creation on social media and it almost to the point where it sounds a little cliche, where we talk about consistency and, um, how important that is in the content that you're posting, but it is real and you have to do it if you want people to engage with you. So um, when we started our social media back 11 years ago, we have an entire team behind it, which is amazing for us. And we're lucky to have that. We're, we're blessed to have a team that can dedicate the time to posting the amount of content that we need to increase engagement. Um, 
But if you listen to um, any of the um, big time YouTubers or TikTok stars is what some people uh, like to consider it, they're posting five videos a day and they're live streaming every day, if not twice a day. And that is how they are gaining so much traction and such a following because they're remaining consistent. Now, we are not doing um, that many by any means, but we do stick to a schedule. We have goals that we do, you know, a couple live streams a month. And then we are also, um, you know, posting every single day to our Facebook and Instagram and then also doing three times um, video for YouTube. So consistency is key. Having kind of like that schedule, knowing that you are going to follow and make sure you're sticking to it so people know where to find you and when to find you. Um, and then you you already said it. You pretty much know what type of content gets the most engagement. Um, and our content is all built through education. Um, and video. So most of our content, um, all dedicated to that. We like to keep our customers in the know, um, whether that's new products, new industry innovations, whatever it may be, we do want to educate them so that we can help increase the bottom line of their business. Um, and that all comes through education, as I mentioned. Now, in addition to that, for anybody that would be considering doing something like this, so they can also build their own presence, not only do you want to educate and talk about these products for most of your content, you also want to entertain, right? So that's a that's a big factor. We want to keep people engaged in other things too. So you'll see us talking about more funny, niche-specific things here and there, but ultimately um, that's just helping us reach a, a broader audience and then really get more people to the bulk of the content that we want to share, which is our educational um videos and um, how to's. Yeah. So consistency, totally key. Um, you know, we try to be as consistent as possible. You know, we, we, we've spent a lot of time tr trying to figure out when our users are on, when they want to engage with our content. Um, you know, and you guys post a lot, you know, we post a lot too, but mm -hmm. consistency doesn't mean you have to post every day. If you're a smaller business, of course, Correct. you know, once, you know, twice, three times a week, you know, could be your sweet spot as well. Um, yeah. So, I mean, and humor, like we, we try yeah. to inject humor as well. Like, <laughs> you know, you talk about TikTok and TikTok. We just recently got into the TikTok game and. As know, did we. Yeah. And it's. <laughs> Still and learning it. The only thing that really resonates with people is stuff that has nothing to do with, with the business. Lighthearted yeah. stuff, funny stuff, staying on trends. Uh, you know, those are the things that resonate in TikTok because we realize TikTok, as well as other social networks, people go to social media a lot to get away from business. Yeah. want to see more business stuff. They mm -hmm. want to see something that is going to take their mind off of business. And maybe a, a, a funny video with somebody in the company that has nothing to do with business, boom, that's going to hit. And you're going to get hundreds of views and you're going to be like, oh my God, why did that do so well? It has nothing to do with business. Because right. people like to see others in the industry having fun. Um, yeah. And that, that to me is a win. Yeah. And, you know, now that you say that, um, that's another key to, you know, your content and your marketing is knowing who you're talking to, knowing the audience and the audience will vary based on platform. So as you mentioned, um, TikTok people are are there and they, they want to see humor, maybe some some dancing, whatever it may be. Um, but, 
Yeah, that it, it's all about knowing who your audience is on each platform, because I'm talking to totally different people on Facebook that I am on Instagram, that I am on TikTok. So um, it's really simple knowing what type of content to create once you discover who you're talking to on each platform. 100% agree. I'm also a big proponent of not doing the same messaging across all platforms. Right. Um, it, I, I get when you, you don't have enough time, you know, you want to post one post and you want to get it out as far as you can. I get mm -hmm. it. But each platform should have different messaging and uh, because there's different, you know, people on different platforms, um, you know, younger audience on TikTok, you know, not, not as young on Instagram, definitely not as young on Facebook, you know, like my mother's right. on Facebook. So like different audiences, different demographics. Um, so again, we're talking to Jenna Sackett of, stalls if you have a comment or question um post it in the chat now um so let me ask you about this about your social media how do you determine the, the success of what you do like do you look at like transactions you know do you look at engagement like what what is your determining factor for whether or not your content succeeds so there's a little bit of a misconception on how you should really determine the success of your social media um, and I believe that a lot of people will look at followers or likes, and really those are just vanity metrics. It's fluff, right? It makes it look interesting, um, but it's really about quality, right? Not necessarily quantity. Um, so we obviously want the engagement and the more engagement we get, that's how we determine the success of the content that we're creating. Um, and then considering, you know, who is watching, who is commenting, who is asking these questions, um, we track, we use trackable links and we track those links um, also to go to our website from our platform so we can see how well the awareness um, that we're bringing to the product is actually working. So um, these trackable links will allow us to see, okay, this person saw this Instagram reel about this product. They clicked that link in the description and they visited the website. So we're able to really control, you know, or not control, but just determine um, the success rate right, of what content we're producing by that. Um, and ultimately, that's our goal with social media is to bring awareness and what we offer, who we are. And if they're going to visit the website, they're learning who we are. Um, so we want to really, you know, determine our our success around that. Um, of course, if we know that there's something that we want to push. So for example, if it's a product launch, um, a little thing that we'll do is post something that will get a bunch of engagement first. So probably something funny, something entertaining. And then we'll follow that with, oh, check out this product that we're launching. Um, and that product launch will just follow and flow like right into their feed organically because they were already engaging with us on another post. Right. So that's really allowing us to um, help control the success of the engagement also, or um, the success of the content that we're publishing because the more engagement post links, post clicks, links, um, likes, comments, shares, those are all really big things that we're able to measure our success with. Um, but yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, you know, we look for engagement, you know, and it's difficult to really track, um, from social to a sale, you know, mm -hmm. there's a way to do it, but that's not something we, we look to do. We, 
we're really looking to stay top of mind. Uh, we want the brand awareness uh, through social media and we want the engagement. You know, the more engagement on a post, the, the more likely it's going to be fed higher up in feeds and more people right. see it. So that to mm -hmm. me, I think is if you can, if you can generate that type of engagement in a, in a post, you know, you're going to get people clicking, you know, if you have something that goes to your website, like you mentioned tracking links, uh, you know, there's weighted ways to track where people came from to your website. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's a separate, that's a separate uh, podcast for another day, but right, yeah, course, that's a whole another ballpark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so but there's ways to do it, and if that's what you want to do, you know, there's there's certainly ways to do that through your social media. Now, I mentioned sales. Have you been able to directly track sales from your social media, or you you don't even look into that? Um, it's not something that I specifically look into. Obviously, we are monetizing um, some of our videos, so we're able to see what sales we're getting from monetization. Um, but as you mentioned, it can be very hard to determine, um, you know, what sales are coming from those trackable links, because if they're keeping that trackable link up in their um, Safari or Google, and then maybe they're going back to it days later and ordering a different product. That doesn't necessarily mean that sure. sell came from that content. Yeah. Um, that is an easy way of just kind of tracking, you know, if is the awareness working? Is it getting them to the website? And that's really how we're determining the success is how many clicks can we get to the website so people can learn more about who we are. Sure. If they end up purchasing from there, even better. That's a bonus. Um, but sometimes, like you said, it can be a little bit of a challenge to determine what sales are coming from those trackable links. Right. And people could see what you're doing on social media, get out of your social media and then go to your website. And then you mm -hmm. don't have that direct link. Right. Um, so to me, I feel like it's, it's a, it's a challenge. It's something that yeah. is, it's not perfect and you're never going to get it perfect. Uh, so maybe. Not, don't focus on sales. Focus on other things like we're talking about engagement. So we do Absolutely. have a we have we do have a question um, from Luann Schmidt Harden. She says, "How much time needs to be dedicated to social networking? It is so time consuming, but I want to be effective." Now, this is a great question, and but it's all relative to the size of the business. Uh, and I think that you know you'll agree with me, Jenna. Uh, you know. You and I dedicate a lot of time to social media because we're part of, of bigger companies. Now, Luann, if you have a small business and you're somebody who, who wears many hats and maybe you're part of a, a very small team, you don't have the time to invest um, that Jenna and I do. Uh, so it's really look at how much time you can invest in a week. Like how much free time do you have? Um, do you have 45 minutes a day? 30 minutes a day, then I would try to, to, you know, post once a day, you know, um, take the 30 minutes craft content, or even just take an hour craft content for the week, you know, and post five days a week. Uh, to me, it's, it's all relative and it's, it's really, there's no one answer. Um, Jenna, what would you say to Luann? Yeah, Vinny, I'm with you on that. And great question, Luann, because it is definitely going to vary um, based off of, you know, what your goals are. What are your goals with social media? Are you wanting to sell product through it? Are you wanting to just um, get more word of mouth to, you know, your your personalizing or your custom business, uh, your promo business? Um, and then once you have those clear goals, 
then determining, you know, okay, well, if I want to get more engagement and hopefully reap some sales out of that, um, then I'm going to make a clear goal of maybe going live, live streaming once a week and just talking to my customers and growing engagement that way. Um, so a really great example of this is whenever the pandemic hit, we knew that a lot of people were struggling. Um, not everybody. Some people found a really great way to pivot, um, but a lot of people just needed help in knowing what to do next. They just wanted to know what other uh, possibilities were out there. So we went live every single day, except Saturday and Sunday. So every working or every business day, we were in front of our customers so that they knew that there was someone there with them, supporting them and keeping them in the know of different things that they can do um, to pivot during such a, a hard time. So just knowing, um, you know, what your goals are, have clear goals, understand um, who you're talking to, who your audience is, and then allowing, allotting certain time for that. As Vinny mentioned, if you wanted to allot 30 minutes out of the day, that's great. That's an awesome goal. Some people won't do 30 minutes a day um, because they're not seeing engagement right off the bat. Um, but it's important to not be discouraged by that because as we mentioned earlier, consistency is key. So if you can remain consistent, have those clear goals and follow a schedule where people will know, okay, she's going to go live on Thursday at 1 p.m. Every Thursday at 1 p.m. I know I can catch her there and see what she's talking about then. And then once you start doing those goals and you see engagement through that, you can you know, continue adding more to that. Okay. So maybe it's just not a live stream. Maybe now I'm doing um, short 30 second reels of behind the scenes. How am I making your product? And just, you know, entertaining the people that are following you and engaging with you. That's a great answer. It's almost like you, you knew that question was coming. That was great. <laughs> I hope that helped Luann. Um, you know, and of course, if you have any other questions, you know, certainly reach out to us in the chat and we'll try to answer your questions either now or after, you know, we always go in and try to answer questions if we didn't get to them in the, in the conversation. Now, a couple more questions, Jenna, um, which social media platform or multiples platforms has stalls had the most or the least success with? Okay. So, um, really great question because there are so many platforms and sometimes it's hard to determine which one you really want to start with. Um, and we knew that our audience um, to start was on Facebook. So we started with Facebook. Facebook, we've had the longest. Um, and that's the one we've had most success with. We have consistent engagement there. It's our big, biggest audience. We have, excuse me, 57, roughly 57,000 followers and just about 50,000 likes on Facebook. So that's definitely where we're seeing a consistent amount of engagement. So that has been the most success, um, successful platform that we utilize. Next in line would be our Instagram. So that is where we're actually building more relationship type of interactions and really bringing in awareness. 
Um, so whereas Facebook, we're actually seeing sales, right? So um, we have engagement in sales through Facebook, some through Instagram, but we've just reached 31,000 um, followers on Instagram and we continue to remain uh, very engaged with our customers there because they love seeing those short clips, those little Instagram reels. Um, and whenever those were implemented into the algorithm with Instagram, that really helped get us out in front of people um, that really just like watching things that are creative or are actually, you know, considering doing this as a side hustle or maybe it's something that they want to add in um, to their current promo business. So secondly, it would be Instagram. And the one that we have the least success with at the moment, and I think it's because we're so new to it, um, and it's the it's a different style of content, is TikTok, right? So we talked about that a little bit earlier. We've just reached 10,000 followers there. We did start our TikTok two years ago. Um, so it's slow moving, um, but we're still trying to understand and learn where we really fit in there with the algorithm of, of TikTok. Yeah, TikTok is challenging. And I, I, I would give TikTok an incomplete for anyone at this stage, even if you have <laughs> 10,000 followers. Um, it's hard to understand exactly where anyone fits in there uh, mm -hmm. from a business perspective. Um, certainly from a personal perspective, you know, we know that dancing video, you know, like you're never going to see me dance. So like, yeah. you know, I'm never going to be that guy on, you know, ASI's TikTok dancing. So, um, but maybe. Are I you should, sure? I feel yeah. like you would pick up such a great following for that. Maybe, maybe so, but that's just not me. So uh, to me, I feel like, you know, you have to keep, like you said, you know, trying different things, experimenting, find out how you fit into that platform. And then maybe you don't, you know, like it, there's mm -hmm. no shame in pulling the plug on a platform if you don't feel like it's working for you. But, you know, my advice would be don't give it a month and say this isn't working because that is totally giving up, you know, before you, you actually get the data to know whether or not it's it's the network that you should be on. So I do, we do have Luann who said, thank you for the, thank you, that helped. I haven't tried the weekly live. I do a lot of direct sales through my business Facebook page and Instagram but haven't been able to move people to my website. Now that's, you know, certainly, um, you know, talking about Instagram, it's a little bit challenging on Instagram to push your website only because you can't include links in your posts. Um, but my advice for Instagram would be to uh, get a link tree, um, you know, uh, just Google it and you can add links in your bio. Uh, there's just one link, then it opens up to uh, a link tree that has a bunch of links that, you know, you want to promote. It's certainly I, most businesses that I see on Instagram, Jenna, have a link tree. Uh, we have one. Uh, so to me, I think that's that's a good recommendation. And look into, you know, adding links to all your posts, all your Facebook posts. Um, come up with a, you know, a link shortener like Bitly. Um, you know, use that. There's a free version of Bitly and you can shorten your links so that it's not too long in your posts. Uh, and try to track, you know, if you can track people from social media, you'll, you'll understand how well your posts are working. Uh, so that would be my advice there. Now, Jenna, I have one final question for you. I know okay. that we've gone for, you know, over 30 minutes now. And I always, I always end with a fun question. What is your favorite TV show that you're currently binging? 
Oh man, that's a good one. So I am one of those people that finds like um, a little comfort blanket, right? In some of the shows. So I absolutely love The Office and I've loved it since I was back in high school. So this, this show has been out for ages, but I always go back to it. So don't get me wrong. There's really great shows out there. Like Yellowstone was a big one. I was binge watching that for a while. And then I got into um, Euphoria on HBO. But I always find myself going back to my comfort zone and just watching The Office. And it will always just be playing in the background. So that tune, and I, you probably know the yes, one, it's just like always there. <laughs> the reason I know that is because my wife and my daughter, my daughter's going to be 14 this month, mm -hmm. absolutely love The Office. And yeah. they watch it all the time. And, that's, and that song you know, that starts the episode is kind of like etched in my brain i it is like, i mean it's and and you're right you said some you said about the comfort it there's there's a feeling of comfort with that show there's mm -hmm. like you know you sit down you put a blanket on you watch it and it's like the characters are all like you know what to expect from them they're you know dwight's gonna be goofy and you know michael's gonna do something stupid and like yeah i mean it's, something crazy yeah, yeah i mean it's a great show it's a, it's a really good show um you know, and my wife and daughter have it on constantly. Um, now for me, um, I just finished the the next to last season of Ozark. I don't know if you've watched Ozark. Yeah, that's another really good one. Um, so I just binged that quickly. But there's been so much I've binged in the last two years. I'm almost embarrassed to think about how many hours I've sat in front of the television. You and, and everyone else. You are not alone. <laughs> not alone. Um, well, Jenna, thank you so much for your time today. This has been a really great eye-opening uh, episode. I, I hope people have really gotten the message here is that, you know, you who own the business are the subject matter expert. You know, the education, the education portion of what you know is it can be front and center in your social media. You know, use what you know on social media and that's going to make you authentic. It's going to make you, um, you know, come across as somebody, you know, who's an expert and people will remember that like yeah. you guys do on, on stalls. And, and that's it's really gonna... easy to see the passion as well. You know, whenever you are passionate about your business and you're the expert on those products, you can see and hear the passion in that. And that really gets people excited. If you're Absolutely. passionate about it, I can be too. And it, it's more entertaining that way as well. Totally. So um, any final thoughts, Jenna? Um, just a, a quick thought for Luann. Um, another thing to utilize for links, uh, use your stories. People are clicking on stories. We utilize it so much um, to you know, get a little bit more engagement with trackable links. Um, so utilize your stories. Um, Instagram and Facebook just change it where you can actually like like the story or save the story and so people can revisit that later. So definitely utilize your stories. Great advice. That's something that we at ASI should be doing more of. We don't do it as much. Um, but yeah, you know, it's from what I hear, stories are, are very powerful and they're evolving and now they're mm -hmm. including links. So to me, I think that's great advice. Jenna, again, thank you so much for joining me today on my podcast. Absolutely. So glad I was able to do it. Thanks for inviting me and having me on. I'll see you next time. Absolutely. We'll see you
see you next time on The Social Angle.